We're going to continue on now with our lesson on prayer as we continue to study about prayer and talk about prayer. And we started uh, last week with really focusing in on Jesus's prayer life, what he taught about prayer, and then the examples that he set for prayer. And we started by talking about the Lord's Prayer and the teachings that surround that. Of course, the Lord's Prayer is found in Matthew chapter 6, verses 19, uh, 9 through 13, which says, This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So last week we focused on that first line, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. And we talked about the first point that we really think about with prayer is prayer is about you connecting with God. This is the response uh, that Jesus had in the Lord's Prayer to the teaching that he had just given in verse 5. If we remember back, uh, you know, when he said in verse 5, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. They love to pray standing in the synagogues, in the street corners to be seen by others. And he tells them if that's their heart, you know, they, they have their reward in full, which means that's, that's about as good as their prayers get is they get to be seen by others. Because prayer is not a thing to be taken lightly. Prayer is not a thing to, to, to just flippantly throw out there. It's not something to build us up or to make us look good or to show off. It's a connection between us and God. And so when we think about that, that was the first point on prayer. And I want us to move on now to the second point on prayer as we go into the next line of the Lord's Supper. That next line which says, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that brings us to point two about prayer. And that is, prayer is about us connecting with God's will. Now, yes, we, we do pray to lay our requests before the Father, and we're told in the Bible to come to God and lay our requests before God. But before we lay our requests before God, we see that Jesus tells us there's things to understand first. You, first, you must understand you're connecting with God. It's you connecting with the creator of the universe. And secondly, you understand that whatever I'm about to request, whatever I'm about to bring before God, I need to understand that I need to submit my desires and my wills and even my requests, ultimately, to the will of God. This is always important before we understand and start laying our requests before God. And this line is kind of a response to what Jesus had taught back in Matthew 6, beginning in verse 6, when he said, When you pray, go to your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you and when you pray, don't keep babbling like the pagans, for they think that they're going to be heard because of their many words. He says, don't be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. So this is a response to what Jesus was saying there. He goes, look, prayer is about you and God, your heart, God's heart. The quantity of your words is not going to impress God. The eloquence of my prayer and the eloquence of my words is not going to impress God. Whether God answers my prayer or not answers my prayer is not dependent upon whether I ask him in just the right way and word it in just the right way. It's really only the sincerity of my heart coupled with the will of God. What the will of God is, your will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. See, prayer is not so much about about me moving or motivating God to do my will, but it's about moving me to accept and submit to God's will or desire. Let me say that again. Prayer is not so much about me moving God to do my will or desire. It's more about moving me to accept and submit to God's will and God's desire. And Jesus is not only just teaching this. This is something that Jesus lived out. It's something that he taught at other times. In John chapter 12, verse 49 and 50, Jesus said, I don't speak on my own, but the Father who sent me commanded me what to say and to say all that I have spoken. Jesus said, I know his commands lead to eternal life, so whatever I say is just what the Father told me to say. So even Jesus' message, even Jesus' teachings, the things that he was, was, was passing on to people, he goes, this is not my will. This was all God's will. These were God's words. These were God's messages. And of course, there's not a greater example uh, that Jesus gave us than what he gave us in the garden in Matthew 26. When he was praying in the garden of Gethsemane and he's getting ready to, he knows he's about to be arrested. He knows he's about to to go to the cross and die. And Jesus, being fully human, did not want to do that. He didn't want to have to suffer those things. And so he's praying to God. And he says, My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet, not as I will, but as you will. So do I ask myself, do I lay my request before the Father? Yes, I do. Because that's what Jesus did. He took his requests before the Father. But he said, God, ultimately, your will is what's more important. See, a lot of times we focus on God doing what we want him to do. And many times we pray for God to rescue us from situations and to to, to free us from pain or hardship. But there's another lesson we can learn. In Matthew, I'm sorry, not Matthew, in Psalms 23, David, the the 23rd Psalm, the shepherd's psalm, the most popular psalm that there is. Well, within that psalm, one of the lines in verse 4 of Psalm 23 says, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. He talks about Jesus, the, the, the psalm says, he's with us. And he comforts us. It didn't say he rescues us from the darkest valley. He didn't say he leads us away from the darkest valley. Even though that's many times our prayer. That's many times our requests. Even though we may want God take us out of this darkest valley. Or as some versions put it, the valley of the shadow of death. He says, even though I walk through that valley, I don't fear any evil because you're with me. Your rod, your staff. It comforts me. It doesn't say Jesus, uh, you know, always wanted God, you know, take me away from this. It said, your will be done. And I think about my life. I think about the times that this has happened in my life. The times that I have prayed that God didn't answer my prayers. I think about one such time when uh, I was flying back from Boston to Dallas. I was by myself. I had gotten an emergency phone call that, 
My father had gone into the hospital, and the doctor said, if you need to pull any family members in, any children or whatever, uh, you better do it now. So I jumped on a plane, and I prayed during that flight. I prayed that God would would save my father, that God would not let him die, that God would help him to recover, and that, that I would be able to be there to see him. And even though I went straight from the airport to the hospital, I was never able to see my father alive. My father died that very night. And I wasn't upset with God. I wasn't angry with God. But God chose not to grant my prayer. But he did walk with me, and he did comfort me during that time. And then with my mother, it was, it was honestly kind of just the opposite prayer. See, the last five years of my mother's life, her mind had gone. She did not know us. She didn't know herself. She eventually lost her speech. She lost, in the last four years of her life, pretty much the ability to take care of herself. She couldn't even sit up on her own. She couldn't feed herself. She couldn't care for herself. And we would pray, God, take her. God, go ahead and let her die. She wouldn't even want to live this life. But God didn't grant that request, not for another four or five years. And we would wonder, why isn't God doing this? Why isn't God listening? But God's will be done. And during that time, he comforted us. During that time, we would fear no evil, for he was with us. Then there are other times that God did grant our requests. Times where we pray that he would help someone recover. Uh, pray that we would watch over family members. Now all of our kids are grown, but now we've got five grandkids. And of course, that's very near and dear to our hearts. And we pray for that. And God has blessed us. We've seen times when our children have gone through incredible, difficult, spiritual struggles. And we didn't know if they were going to make it spiritually. And we prayed and cried out. And God has been with them and helped them to pull through. I think through the time when we were praying, God, uh, should we come to Champagne? Should we even come to be a part of this church? Or when we decided it was our will to come to Champagne, but Champagne hadn't decided it yet. And God evidently hadn't decided. We prayed, God, this is a door we would like to go through and open that door. And God did. God granted that request. The thing is, is either way, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that's what Jesus is striving to teach us here, that no matter what, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If God takes the cup of suffering and death away from Jesus, then amen, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But if God does not take the cup of suffering and death away from Jesus, which we know the story. He didn't take away the cup of suffering and death from Jesus. Jesus still said, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. If I can submit to his will in heaven, why can't I submit to it here on earth? Or another way to say it, if I struggle with submitting to God's will here on earth, how do I expect to submit to his will in heaven? So this week, I want us to think about this line of the Lord's Prayer. And I want us to think about, am I really, really submissive to God's will in everything? Even when God's will is not 
to grant to him the requests I'm bringing to him. Uh, His will is not to give it to me, at least now. It may be never. Are there limits to what I will accept from God's will? Is there a limit that says, God, God, uh, if if your will is this, I can't accept that. I, I, I just can't get around that, God. Do we have that spirit that says, your will be done on earth just like it is in heaven? And let us strive to be like Jesus. I've heard so many news uh, stories or or, or reports back from different house churches of how prayer partners are getting together one-on-one, just getting together to pray together, either on prayer walks, keeping social distancing, or whether doing it electronically or just over the phone, uh, then then, amen. That's great. We need to continue to pray. But as we do, let's search our hearts and say, do I want God's will to be done or do I want my will to be done? as we think about God's will being done on our, in our lives and on earth as it is in heaven.